Hello, welcome to the Lakeside Life Podcast. My name is Jacob Renfro. I'm a creative arts protege here at Lakeside, and I am super excited that you're listening with us. Um, This is a little podcast that we have uh, that kind of rhymes with our sermon series on the weekends. Um, So I love being able to take some of the big picture topics that we're talking about here at Lakeside and just have some deeper conversations about what they mean and how they can apply to our lives and uh, just help us to get closer with God and uh, live a life that's centered around Him. So today, helping me dive into that very topic is our Caring Connection pastor, Alicia Wilson. How are you doing, Alicia? Good. How are you, Jacob? I'm doing pretty good. It's uh, pretty hot in here where we're recording. We're trying to be as like COVID safe as possible we're still. very far so apart. We are, yeah, we're down in the lobby of the church and we are like 10 feet apart from each other. Yes, we are. And Maybe more. I turned on the AC like a half an hour ago and it still hasn't cooled down. So this you is also a have a long area. sleeve shirt on. I know. I don't really. This is my favorite shirt of all time. And I was kind of getting <laughs> You're a willing bit, fall into this place. I'm trying my best to. Uh, we're recording this in like mid-September. And this last weekend was like one of the first times that I was hanging out outside in the evening. And I was like, oh, I'm getting kind of chilly. You had a sweatshirt a, on too I know. on Sunday morning. I, I was did. like, someone wear a sweatshirt. We're still, I'm really hoping that by the time people are listening to this, we're mm-hmm. meeting inside. Um, but this last Sunday, we were, you know, here on campus at 6 a.m. And it was like 63 degrees. Oh, it was great. Amazing. So I'm just kind of, I was just kind of hoping when I woke up that it would just continue to be cool. And it hasn't. It's pretty hot outside. It is. Um, but that's enough about things that are happening three months ago at this point. Um, the sermon series that we are in right now, um, is one that Ryan came up with our, uh, spiritual formation pastor, Ryan Reed. Um, and it's all about this concept of our lives kind of being God's open letter to the world about how much he loves us and what he wants for us and what he's willing to do for us. So something that I thought would be really, really fun is to have a couple different people here at Lakeside um, jump on the show and take a story from the Bible um, and just kind of explain how that has become an open letter for us about how much God loves us. Um, Because it's easy to forget that the people in the Bible were real people who lived real lives, and um, they had just as many doubts about how significant their life was going to be, you know, in the grand scheme of things. And here we are 2000 years later, um, being inspired and being given hope by these people's stories of their real lives. Um, So with all that being said, Alicia, take it away. Tell us, tell us about your story, where it's found and give us like your 10,000 foot flyover of the story. Yeah, Jacob reached out and was just like, does anybody have like a favorite Bible story that just speaks to them that they've always been like, oh, I love this story. And I said, yeah, the book of Ruth. And it's a small book in the Old Testament. I think it's only four chapters, I think four or five. Um, But I've always loved this book and... I can elaborate later on why, what came to be of this book, not even knowing that I loved it as much as I did um, once other things happened. But um, yeah, Ruth is in the Old Testament. It says in the intro too, I was just reading, it says, the short book of Ruth is a bridge between the two major parts of Israel's covenant history. I did not know that. No. So um, so it's just showing this covenant history um, and 
I love this book. Basically, 10,000 foot look of this book is that there's Ruth and Naomi, who is Ruth's mother-in-law, and Orpah, which Oprah was named after, by the way, everybody, because they didn't know how it was spelled right, and they (laughs) spelled her name Oprah, but her name was inspired by Opar. I didn't know that. Yes. Wow. It was. Oprah told it on one of her shows. Interesting. And <laughs> that's where Oprah's name comes from. But um, she has these two daughter-in-laws um, who were married to her two sons, but her sons and her husband all die, get killed. And so they're all in Moab. Um, and so she says, go, leave me and go find a new husband, basically. Like, you don't need to be with me anymore. And one of these main verses that you may hear at weddings a lot of the time is actually Ruth talking to Naomi. It's not a husband and wife, which I think is awesome. Yeah. Because we really do need to love our (laughs) in-laws. But um, I wanted to read that one before we go into it. But she basically says, I'm looking at, I can't find it, but basically where you go, I will go. Um, where you go, I will follow. Your God will be my God. And that was a big deal because Ruth did not come from a one God background. She was polytheistic. So um, this was a big deal. And Naomi's trying to kick Ruth away. (laughs) She's like, I'm mad at God and I don't want anybody near me, basically. And she's like, no, let's go. And so they go back to Naomi's hometown, which happens to be Bethlehem. Um, somebody special and important was born there. You later. should guess. It's the <laughs> it's the right answer for most things at church. <laughs> and so uh, they go back to Bethlehem and everyone's shocked that Naomi's back and they're like, it's Naomi. And she's like, don't call me Naomi. Call me Mara because I'm bitter at God. And so um, don't a lot of us want to be called Mara right now? <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> With COVID, no, just call me Mara. Don't call it COVID. Um, <laughs> so that happens. But then there's somebody on Naomi's hu- um, late husband's side named Boaz who like owns a lot of land and fields. And so... She tells Ruth, because they don't have really anything. They have nothing to their name. Um, Back then, women didn't have anything to their name, and especially no men in their lives. So to eat and stuff would be hard. So they gleaned in the fields, which means basically after they took all the prime things of the fields, um, they got the leftovers. And so uh, Ruth does that, and comes in contact with Boaz and Boaz seems a bit taken by her, but he's very respectful of her. And I love Boaz because Boaz is someone who like everyone loves Boaz. He's in, he's like, I don't know, like a mayor. I don't know. Does everybody love the mayor? He's like like R.C. Slater. Yes. Who's R.C. Slater? Isn't that the guy from Saved by the Bell? AC. AC Slater. AC Slater. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm 25, so I don't really There's feel bad about that. There's my stoic AC. AC <laughs> Slater. AC Slater, yeah. Like, everybody loves Boaz. He's like the life of the party, but he's like a good man. He's a really good man. So Boaz lets her um, glean, and there comes a time where Naomi says, go lay by his feet at, like, this house, which was normal, I guess, back then. <laughs> <laughs> kind of saying, like, I'm here <laughs> You can, I don't know. Come hither. But basically, she could do that. And Boaz respects her and doesn't take advantage of her, um, even though 
he could have. And so um, it goes on to where Naomi, um, Ruth makes very clear she likes Boaz, but Boaz does his work to see who Ruth should go to because of land and all this weird stuff back then. And it looks like another guy should have her his option with her first. And so he does the right thing. This guy doesn't end up taking it. And Ruth and Boaz end up being together. And they begin the lineage of Jesus, basically. It's the line of David and the lineage that Jesus comes from. So this covenant, this book that was supposed to talk about covenants is actually leads to the ultimate covenant out of all. So I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. So tell me about, because I mean, obviously, you know, this isn't a letter the same way that like, you know, like the, like Corinthians is an actual letter that Mm -hmm. Paul wrote like to someone. Um, But it's a story about someone's life that got written down. So I don't know how much of like an, a more open letter you could have than someone taking the story of your life and writing it down. And what is important about that story to you? Like, what is it that makes that letter, the letter of Ruth and Boaz, really important and like worthwhile for you to read? What's crazy is that I am taking some classes right now at Western. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. I am. That's yeah. awesome. And it's going through all like the Bible and the Old Testament, like the foundation, foundational, historical, instructional, and how everything works together and stuff. And so as I'm learning more about this book and like how every one of these books in the Bible have such purpose. And um, so... I think there's purpose, just God makes every, I believe God makes everything work together for the good of everyone, no matter what decisions we make. Um, but when I read this book of Ruth, I grew up in a Christian family. So I feel like it was like one of the, maybe not like a big one, like Moses or Abraham, but mm-hmm. it kind of got told there. If you're going to church regularly, I went to private school most of my life, like Christian private school. So you heard the story. Um, but in high schools where it meant something to me of like, I re- Boaz really stood out to me. And I think it was because uh, my family lineage, it sounds funny, my family lineage. <laughs> I'm so old in my lineage of family. <laughs> 23 and me. Um, Jeez. But uh, it just had a background of both sides of my parents just, divorce, continual divorce, and um, people leaving each other and all this stuff. And as you get older, you can understand why it's hard to stay and all of this stuff. But um, I just like that Boaz was just this good man who made good choices and could have like cut in certain places and didn't. And I was just like, man, when I, if I ever have a son, I want to name him Boaz. And for some reason, just their story just spoke to me of like this beautiful story that came from brokenness because it started off with a really sad moment. Like we, it, it's a short part. And you think like if you read a short part in the Bible, you kind of just don't think about the impact sometimes. You're like, oh, yeah, they died. <laughs> but you if forget, you put you yourself like, in that situation, yeah. like if I were Naomi, I'm like, oh, I mean, I am in that situation. I have a husband and I have two sons. And to know that all three of them would die 
and I would have nothing left but daughter-in-laws that my sons chose. Um, I didn't choose. I don't know if I would like them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping I would. I would love them no matter what. <laughs> They're like, I'm never marrying Alicia's sons. <laughs> no, I would love you no matter what. Um, but like to think of that impact, I, I don't think I could function. And so it's very clear when she's saying that, I think most of us would be in her state. And so to know this this broken thing and this beauty that comes from it, where like the Messiah comes from that brokenness, that's crazy yeah. to me. Yeah, that's insane. Um, so how has this story, because I know um, you and I have talked about this before, mm-hmm. and I know that like this story has actually like kind of reappeared in your life a couple of different times. And so how has somebody else's open letter from, you know, thousands of years ago, how has that changed how you're choosing to live your life now? Hmm. So the whole Boaz thing was, I don't know why I saw that this guy was great. And so I was just like, oh, I'm going to name my son that, which is hilarious because most people don't think of any Boaz, which I heard in Africa. I went, I went to South Africa for like a month and there's lots of Boazes in Africa, really? which I didn't know that. Interesting. Yes. But um, Boaz is not a big name in the United in the States. States of America. <laughs> and so um, I just said, if I were a boy, I'm going to name him that. And then I was in a situation uh, in my life where I got pregnant with my first son and my husband and I weren't in the best area of our like marriage at that point. And when I found out I was having a boy, I just said, oh, his name's going to be Boaz. And my husband was like, no, it's not. <laughs> like most people, even my family was like, no, no, let's not set this guy up for failure, <laughs> basically. And they're like, call him Bo. Bo's cute. And I was like, no, his name will be Boaz. And I fought. I don't want to say I fought. I pretty much just told him, I don't care what you guys think I'm naming him this. It was fun for Ryan and I at the moment. And... um. And then they did, uh, the church I was going to at the time did a series about Ruth. Mm-hmm. And he, he shared the meaning behind Boaz, which I had never known the meaning behind Boaz. And the name means uh, kinsman redeemer to bring together. And at that moment, um, like I said, Ryan and I were not in the best place. And God was really working our relationship and we we were getting to a point where God was actually becoming the foundation of our relationship. You know, you can say it, but it's very different than doing it. Right. And so as that was being built, it just, it was huge. And it sh- it's crazy that God gave me this name from the Bible and brought Ryan back into a wholeness in our marriage where we w- were, we are not divorced. Um, and there's this like family lineage of divorce that I didn't want in my family that I've been praying against. And we got to a really close point of almost being there and to know that God saved us from that. Like we legit, if you ask either one of us, it's like, it's by his grace, we our yeah. marriage was saved. Um, and to know that that name was that was cool. It's like crazy. Yeah. And he's like stopping these, 
at, at least to this point. We're going to be married 10 years in November. We still got a lot more life to live, but <laughs> that um, God was bringing together this brokenness in a family line. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's so cool to be able to see that. I don't know, just the fact that the the way that we are living our lives now like can have impact further on than we could ever think, you know, because like Boaz seems like a good guy. And I'm sure that he recognized that like him choosing to act the way that he did, like yeah. choosing to be super respectful of Ruth and choosing to like, even though he's kind of like, cause you can imagine like, you know, that, that guy who's just kind of the, you know, I wouldn't say mayor. I'd say he's like Ian Cornell. Yes. Like, like, but that like is if a you need, great example. If you need a great, like, which is maybe a little bit of an in-joke. Sorry, for I yelled who, in the mic when I said yes, but I really <laughs> <laughs> agree with you. <laughs> that might be, I don't know how much of an in-joke that is because Ian seems to know absolutely every single person in Folsom. But it is this guy who is just the, like... Positive. Like, he's just, he's, he's positive. He's good. Everybody knows him. Like, he's a, he's a, everybody knows that he is a good, wholesome person yeah. who is who holds some like importance in town yeah. too because Boaz like held some kind of yeah important he respects them and people respected and, him yeah. for like the decisions he made um yeah within business like that kind of stuff too so yeah. it wasn't like he was just like oh a fun guy to hang out with he was like smart and right we're we're just pouring it out for Ian today like well, hey he, Ian I mean Ian's Ian that letting, guy Ian has been letting me live with him for a while now that's so that's awesome. so I just have nothing but good things to say because I don't want to get kicked out <laughs> he's gonna come home today and say Boaz oh yeah you're my Boaz <laughs> you're my you're my bow you're my bow um but it's you know I'm I'm sure that him being the man that he was like he understood and recognized that it was important for him to act in that way to be a good person um like because it's morally good for himself and I'm sure that and I'm sure that he had an impact on a lot of people in his totally. day. Like you don't you don't have you don't have that much respect in a town and attention and not have an impact and it's up to you whether or not it's going to be a good impact or a bad impact. But I'm sure that he recognized he was going to have an impact. And he there's still no way that he could have ever known that there was going to be a book of the bible that that was kind of about him and like this one situation in his life like you think of all of the amazing good things that he did like this must have seemed i don't want to say like insignificant but it's just it's just kind of like one of those things like for him it's he was just living his life the best way he could exactly and it ended up being an example yeah and that that one aspect of Mm -hmm. of like how he you know because cause think about like if you were in Boaz's shoes, you might think like, oh man, this one business deal that I made, like people are going to talk about that one for generations mm-hmm. or this kind of a thing or this kind of a thing. And what it ended up being was this one way that he decided to handle this relationship. In with his the personal utmost, life, in his, behind closed doors. Exactly. Like, where, where no one was going to know about no it. One, no one was nope. going to see. And that's the thing that God decided to take and say like, okay, that's exactly how I love other people. Like God yeah. loves out in the open, but he also, he loves behind closed doors. Totally. Like he loves even when we think it's not going to have an impact or anything yeah. like that. And that's just crazy to me that that's how, that's that's where Boaz was at 
and now 2000 years later. Like, well, and I think yeah. like even looking at an open letter, I don't know how Ryan's taking that in the series, but when I think about the open letter churches, like our lives is I think what I love about Lakeside and what I think I want us to be able to do to show people Jesus is real is that we're real with what we're dealing with. Like we're not faking it kind mm-hmm. of like Naomi of just like, no, everything's fine. I just lost half my family, but it's okay. Right. I trust God. Do you really think that? Like I've been following God most of my life and I have had moments where I'm like, do you really love me that you would allow that? But one thing I would encourage is kind of coming out the other side, not saying my life's done. There's many more things to be had and learned by what God's showing me. But that um, sitting there and being honest with what you're going through and holding on to just the foundations that you know to be true, even though you can't feel them. And if you can hold on to that in the hardest parts of your life and still be honest to those around you who may not believe in Jesus, um, I believe God will get you through that. And just like encouragement in that, like I just posted something about recently about Ryan and I and the hope that we have in a bad season because this has been a crazy season for everybody. So kind of encouraging them to still have hope. And I just reminded, I just said, hey, I've been in a season where I had lost all hope. And I thought, what the heck are you doing, God? You're not in control. And now I'm on the other side of that. And he legit knew what he was doing. And what's crazy is I got messages from that of people who knew the situation Ryan and I have been through. um, And we were pretty open with the baggage that we were dealing with and people saying, I just want you to know, I never said this, but you guys being open about your lives in that situation helped me stay with my husband or help me do this. And you didn't know you were doing that. So you don't know who's watching. Yeah. And you don't know who by your decisions of even if you're, I think you can make good decisions and still question them. Yeah. And not be fully for it. Definitely. Like there were many a times where I was like, I don't really know if this is true anymore. Yeah. But I'm going to hold on and trust that God is true. I can hope in him in this, even though I see everything turning not for that. Because I, like I said, if you hold on, you will see that he will, he will prove you, prove right. Like he, he can be trusted. Yeah, I think it all goes back to, like, even just talking about, like, Boaz. And God will oftentimes use the tiny little things that we think are insignificant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it can it can be scary, but it also seems kind of insignificant to just, like, be honest with people. About, totally. About where you're at on a day-to-day basis. You well, know? you think, like, if I'm honest, like, saying, I don't know if I trust God anymore. <laughs> yeah. That people are going to be like, oh. Like they're going to turn from God, which I think it kind of can do the opposite because it's like, oh, I've had those same thoughts too. Yeah. But saying, I still want to hold on to him. Like I'm going to have a blind, like that's what faith is, is believing in something you can't see. So it's like, I'm believing (laughs) that I'm wrong, even though I can't see. And you usually are wrong. I'm going to be honest. Like every time I've thought that I have been wrong down the line. I'm like, oh yeah, I was. (laughs) He totally does come through. Yeah. Well, Alicia, thank you so much for hanging out and sharing that story. Um, I'm super excited for you guys to be able to hear from some other people. And uh, we're even going to be like switching up some of the podcast hosts soon too. 
um, who I else wanna, is hosting? I don't want to say yet because they, they haven't confirmed oh. <laughs> <laughs> at this point. So I'm like, who is it? I want to know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, you'll probably host one soon. Will I? Oh, it. that might go bad. I think it's going to go great. It's like the mom podcast. Did you guys hear oh, that, that one? Was a, if you go back and check that one yeah, out. Yeah, the mom cast. <laughs> Um, as long as you don't have any like large aversion to placenta stories, yes, because um, that's what. But if it you're kicks looking for with. moms being real, that's a great go. podcast to listen to. <laughs> I still think that just needs to be a normal podcast between you and Karis uh, and Alex and Alex Ebert. Yeah, welcome to the mom cast where we don't know what the heck we're doing, <laughs> and the point <laughs> and yet don't God matter. gave us children. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thank you so much for hanging out. I really appreciate it. Um, I really honestly hope that um, for whoever is listening to this, um, that this conversation was able to be hopeful mm. for you because um, I know what it can be like to feel like my choices don't matter because I feel like I'm not having an effect and I'm and I'm not, and I'm just, and, I, and it, it's easy to feel like we don't matter to other people. And I want you to know that you do matter. Yes. And I really, really hope that this conversation and this story about Ruth and Boaz has given you some hope and has inspired you to really, really, even in the moments of doubt and difficulty, Mm -hmm. to dig into the fact that your story matters. Mm -hmm. And the small things that you think are insignificant, like, like Boaz choosing to let this lady come take some grain from his fields like those are the things that if you choose to let god make something out of it all you have to do is say yes to some small little things and he'll be able to make a story out of it that stands the test of time Mm -hmm. and shows the entire world how much he loves all of us individually so thank you so much for listening um I have no clue how we're going to be gathering when this airs, but we will be gathering no matter what. A season um, of change. Yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll see how cold it is. We may be gathering outside. We might be um, we might be streaming online and connecting through Facebook and YouTube and our website. So um, to be able to stay up to date on what's going on, you can go to lakesidechurch.com and um, that'll have all the latest news as far as how we're able to gather as believers while we're still trying to navigate public health and the safety of the people who are here and the honest desire of wanting to be able to gather and say hi to each other and see each other face to face. So head to lakesidechurch.com. You'll be able to get all the information you need on how we're gathering there. Um, you can also check out um, our weekend messages podcast on Spotify and Google Play and the Apple iTunes store. Um, we've got All of our messages from every weekend are on there. You can also, at our website, you can find some live video of all of our messages and our worship services. Um, So whatever whatever facet of media is going to be giving you hope today, (laughs) um, I hope that you're finding it through Lakeside. Thank you so much. Thank you again, Alicia. We'll talk to you guys next week.